Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm so thankful for each of you. Um, I see your I see your prayer requests. I see your heart coming out. Um, I'm going to chat personally um, later tonight. I love going through all the comments below. I read every single one of them, and I love to respond with you um, in that. So I'll talk with you guys tonight. Continue to talk during the sermon. Now, this is the time to share it. If you have not shared the sermon, go ahead and and click share. Put it on your timeline. There's going to be somebody, I guarantee you, because we've been hearing stories. There's going to be someone who goes through your timeline right now. Or, or later on tonight, and they're going to be scrolling through, and they're going to see it. They're going to need this message of hope today. And all it takes is a click of a button to say, hey, come join me for church today. Hey, hey, come get some healing. Come find some freedom today. Put that in there. Go ahead and share it right now. Um, as we get ready to, to, to jump in, I asked you what your favorite sports team uh, was. And yes, I am going to preach with a hat on. I'm like, I haven't got a haircut um, in a while, and I'm getting kind of kind of shaggy, and so I don't know about you, but I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna wear a hat today, hat day. So here we go. Um, if you could be anywhere in the world today, just anywhere in the world today, um, just for one day, where would it be? Go ahead and, and put yours in the comment. If you could only be one place today, where would it be? Let me tell you. Let me show you where I would be. Um, I would go um, right here. <laughs> Look at that on a beach, some beach somewhere that was on the California coast. Now that water was cold. I would want to be in the in the warm water. Now my boys, my boys, they would want to go right here, Legoland, okay? That's where they would want to be is at Legoland. In fact, they told us yesterday that's where they wanted uh, to go was Legoland. So where would you want to go? Now my wife and I, we made this uh, while we were at Legoland. This was back in January. Um, I'm getting, I'm milking Legoland for all it's worth, by the way. So that's why it's been in the sermon two weeks in a row. Um, but uh, this is uh, this is what we said to one another when we were go- talking about going uh, back to Legoland. Watch this. Whenever we decide that we want to do this again, we're going to watch this in a couple years. And what are we going to say, Rita? We're going to say this was our last trip here. Let's do something cooler, like. Six Flags. Good reminder to ourselves. A couple years. Not Disneyland. Mm-hmm. No the theme park. No. Okay, so just you guys can hold us account. If we ever say we're going back to Legoland, I love you, Legoland. If Legoland's watching, and we're probably like, "What is going on?" No, um, it was it was one of those things where the boys loved it. We had a great time, but at the same time, long lines, and of course, we had that meltdown that we talked about last week, and it was just like, let's let's go experience maybe something else, maybe not Legoland again or every year or anything like that. Um, here's what I, I want to see. I see some of you guys saying. Um, here I see Starless says um, Disneyland the beach. Martha the store. <laughs> You'd like to go to the store. Uh, Michelle, I see you say you got anywhere with a ro- roller coaster. Um, James, you want to go? Uh, you want to go to Oklahoma and get that tractor? Joshua, well, good. Hey, good for you, man. You are in uh, the mountains. Uh, uh, Rick, you want to go to Sipapu? Sarah Whitehead uh, or horseback riding? In the country, Amanda, Disney World, you guys are going to get there one day. You guys are going to going to make it there. Evelyn, Australia, I think it's already tomorrow in Australia. So um, that's cool. Uh, Jan White, you want to go to the hair salon? Okay, okay. Uh, Linda, we're at the beach again. Uh, James, uh, South Carolina with family. 
Um, um, Steven, this is where I'm headed, okay? I was, you, you messed it up, all right? I was gonna say, nobody said the church. <laughs> um, no, it, it's typically, typically, if we're thinking about where you wanna go, and I know I kinda threw you a Jesus juke in there, but um, church, <laughs> it's, it's not really the, um, oh, this is where I gotta go. In fact, when you get out of quarantine, your first thought is, I'm gonna be at church. In fact, on a Sunday, when it's a, when it's a Sunday, we're out of quarantine, we're able to meet again. I mean, some of us go to church, but some of us, it might be, and this is not a trying to guilt thing, it's like, I'd rather be somewhere else right now. And I, so I'm not gonna necessarily blame anyone for that, but part of the reason why is, is we've been hurt by the church. I think a big reason why, why we don't wanna go or why we haven't gone is it, church has been largely irrelevant in our lives um as well but part of it is because we've been wounded now as we talk about this let me set some ground rules for you guys in in the conversation in the comments because i want to there's no way i'm going to be able to address everybody's issue and i think also i'm going to try to do a q a here at the end uh so i'll hang on after the message and, and we'll chat if you got some questions that, that i haven't addressed or maybe i bring something up let's live q a while while we're here um but no names. This is, these, are the, these are the boundaries. You're going to be out of bounds in the comments. If you want to talk about some of your tr past church hurts and wounds, I, I, I encourage that. But first rule, um, no name calling. Um, so we don't need to know church names. We don't need to know uh, names of, of people. And certainly if, if it involves other churches here in town, which I love, by the way, I love the pastors of other churches in this town. Um, uh, we want to protect people's identity. We're trying to move forward here and take next steps forward. So no names, but also in that vein, keep it positive. Um, let's not talk negative about other churches. Even if somebody hurt us or wounded us, um, we are all part of one body here. We're all part of one church family. We do it in different ways and different flavors. Uh, so let's keep it positive. So no names. <laughs> and um, also let's, let's keep it positive. But I want to try to be real with you guys today. Um, We've experienced um, hurt, and I don't know what your church pain is. I don't know what your um, what your past experiences were with church. Who who wounded you? Was it a was it a leader that let you down? Was it um, a person in the church? Maybe they said something. Um, maybe it was something from long ago, like when you were a teenager. Maybe it was. Uh, uh, something that just happened recently. Um, I don't know what that is for you. Maybe um, it was the way they treated someone in your family and you saw the way that, and they're just like, it just totally disgusted you and turned you off. And, and, and maybe you did something, maybe you got labeled as something or someone gossiped you about you or, and it just, you put yourself out there and you got burned somehow. Maybe it was even God himself and you're a little bit chapped at that, that, that God has, had been silent with you. God didn't come through in a certain situation. I, like, it is, to me, I don't want to dismiss your pain at all. I want to acknowledge uh, that today. And part of it is just kind of being able to say, this is, this is what happened. This is who hurt me. Um, for me, I, well, part of it too, I just want to say you're not alone. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, um, I want to read our verses today, and then we're going to kind of jump into this. 
I want to talk about Thomas today. After the resurrection, if you know anything about Thomas, and we'll see here, Thomas was one of the disciples that he didn't see Jesus the night he, he rose from the dead and he appeared to all his disciples. Thomas wasn't there. So we get this insight into Thomas, this little episode into Thomas that I want to look at today and kind of address some of our church hurts. I have my friends, the Regals, uh, reading our verses today. Uh, Tyler, Dylan, and Alexander, and Laura, you're in there too. So watch this, and then we're going to jump into the message. Hi, Freedom Church. Hi. Hi, Freedom Church. We miss you guys. We miss you guys. We're going to read the Bible verse for this week. It's, yeah, don't read the... It's John 20, 24 through 27. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it until I see the nails, the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them and place my hands into the wounds in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. John 20, 24, 27. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you, Laura. I miss you guys too. Jonathan, I know you weren't in there, but I miss you guys. I can't wait to see you soon. Thank you for helping me out uh, with that. You guys did a great job. Thomas and these disciples uh, uh, were together, but Thomas wasn't. Thomas was out. He missed it. And then it says, I don't know if you missed this. I'll, I, I, you probably don't have this highlighted. Eight days later, eight days later, the disciples were together uh, and Thomas was with them eight days later, but he still hadn't seen Jesus. Then Jesus shows up. I love how it says the doors were locked, and then suddenly Jesus was there. I, I, you didn't know Jesus was a ninja. <laughs> ninja Jesus just, just shows up out of nowhere. All right. Um, I, I love the Bible. And so if you're like, if you're like, is there a real pastor here? I'm it. This is what you got. Okay, hat and all. Um, Thomas um, shows, shows up later, eight days later. I wonder if you've ever had to wait on God. It's kind of a question I want to ask this morning. What are you waiting on God for? Have you ever had to wait on God for something? What are you waiting for? Go ahead and drop that one in the, in the, in the comments. I have. Part of my church hurt comes from waiting. Freedom Church has started from a period of waiting that's probably about six years before Freedom Church started. My wife and I, we worked at a church that we loved and we were serving in it, but we kind of felt like something was off, although we couldn't quite pin it. And, and kind of through some of that transitioning, we just like tried to lead and tried to serve and tried to help um, best serve as we could. Um, but it was almost like a, a, an itch, like a scratch. And so that itch and that scratch never went away. In fact, it just intensified. And so finally, we're trying to figure out, okay, are we supposed to stay? Are we supposed to go? God, where are you? What do you want us to do? What, what's the next step for us? And God kind of laid it on our hearts. He answered, but not the answer that we wanted. He said, in two years, I'll let you know. In two years, I'll let you know what your next step is. And I'm like, no, I want to know right now, God. I don't want to know in two years. Second, 
what's going to happen in two years? Well, lo and behold, the two-year time frame was coming up. And we're like kind of anticipating, but also unsure, like, is something going to happen? Did we just make this up? What's going on, God? Well, at the end of, of that two-year period, kind of in that, that time frame, the pastor who I worked for got imprisoned and put in the jail for child pornography. The person who I'd worked with for, for eight years. Talk about church hurt and church pain and church disappointment and letdown. All right? And I'm not going to focus necessarily on that, but that happened in my life. And I'm crying out to God. I'm like, what's going on? But we also knew this was what was next. Then we went through a season of transition where we're still trying to figure out, God, what are we honest to do? And we went through, uh, we thought we were supposed to leave and go and interview. So for the next year, we interviewed at other churches all around the country. And things were going great. But nothing went through. The, it would be like we got an interview and things are going good. And then the door would get shut. So I was mad at, at church people. I was mad at church leaders. I was mad at God. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I'm going to continue taking next steps. I'm going to take my hurts back to you. And he opened up the door to freedom. I've been a part of, even as, as in, in younger previous experiences, church splits. And you saw people act and, and, and treat people in ways that you're just like, no way. What's, what's the point? Why is it worth it? I wonder, I wonder what you are, are waiting on. Thomas, Thomas was, was hurting. I'm going to argue. We don't know for sure. But he wasn't there on that first night. He wasn't with the rest of the guys. And I'm going to argue that maybe it was because Thomas cared so much. He wasn't there with them on Sunday night. He was there with them before at Passover. He was there when, when, when Jesus washed all their feet. And they said, we're not going to depart you, Jesus. We're not going to leave you, Jesus. We're all in on this thing. And that night when he got arrested, they all ran. He saw who he, he had he had left everything. He had sacrificed everything in, in family jobs to follow Jesus, and he saw him die. He saw a close, probably friend, Judas, betray Jesus and also die. Thomas is grieving. Thomas is hurt. Thomas is confused. Thomas is scared. Thomas isn't there because he cared. So much. As a pastor, I kind of wrongly assumed a long time ago, if you weren't at church, it was because you didn't care. And that can be more, more wrong or more off. In fact, maybe the reason that you, you were so wounded, so hurt, is because you cared so much. You had given everything. You've sacrificed time. You've sacrificed money. You've, you've, you've given hope and words and put in all of this effort. And it seems like in some cases, like, what was it for? You cared so much and then it turned on you and you got hurt. Christians sometimes bash Thomas. Oh, doubting Thomas or he wasn't there. Or whatever. But we're Thomas. We've been hurt. We've been wounded. And it's like, I don't know if I can go through this again. I, I, I don't, I, these guys, those guys were hypocrites. They turned and ran. I ran too, but I can justify my own actions. But those guys, they said they were in and they left. Judas betrayed. I don't know if I can trust those guys again. What? Like, this just doesn't make sense. And I see a lot of ourselves. I see a lot of Thomas in each one of us. And the, the, the temptation is to go, well, well, all I need is Jesus, right? It's, I don't need the church. It's all I need is Jesus. And I want to partly bust that myth today and say that's a lie. 
All I need is Jesus is a lie. Like that's a, it sounds great to put on a t-shirt or a coffee mug. It's true for salvation. We talked about that last week. All you need is Jesus, but it's not true for living life. In fact, it's, it's, if the, the proof of that is look at Jesus. That was never the model. Uh, the, the best evidence, look at Jesus after the resurrection. These guys betrayed him. These guys uh, denied him. These guys ran from him and scattered. And what did he do the day of the resurrection? He went back to them. He was always with people. And he's always with them, giving them a second chance, which is what you and I need. Jesus is with me. Jesus is for me. Jesus always wins. And he went back. Jesus, uh, all I need is Jesus is a lie. He's always doing ministry with others. And even with those who hurt him, he went back to them. If we're going to flatten the curve, which by the way, we're taking a break from the armor of God. We're going to spend a couple weeks um, just doing one-off topics. One, we're talking about church hurt. Next week, stick with us because we're talking about marriage. I've had too many conversations where, where we are struggling right now in our relationships. And I want to I give you some hope. Um, and I want to give you some, some practical help during this time of quarantine. So next week, we're going to talk about marriage. It's going to be work with parenting. It's going to work with any relationship that you're in. But specifically in this time, we're going to hit that one head on as well. So I want to encourage you that we'll get back to the armor of God, believe me, because we need the armor of God. But if you're going to flatten the curve and fight the enemy, well, let's fight to win. And, and we saw in Ephesians chapter six, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Okay. You're not fighting against your spouse. You're not fighting against those church people who hurt you. The enemy wants you to think that, but no, we're going to fight the right enemy. So three things I want you to do based on this story with Thomas this week. One is you got to fight to get back in the room. There's power to being back in the room. Think about this. The difference is trajectory on being in the room. Thomas was not in the room the first time Jesus showed up. He was gone. Now, we don't know exactly why I speculated. Maybe he was hurt and, and maybe he was, he was confused and afraid and all these things, but we just know he wasn't there. And so eight days later, he's back in the room. He fought to get back in the room. But Thomas went eight days Without, without knowing, without seeing, with, with unbelief, with fear. The difference of being in the room together. Jesus says, wherever two or three are gathered together, I'm there with them. I did a sermon in January, and we'll do a watch party later this week on this sermon. Why go to church? And I'm not legalistic, all right? So I'm not about perfect attendance. But when you go to church, wherever two or three are gathered Jesus says, I'm there with him. So you got his presence there. And where you have Jesus' presence, you have his power. And you want to know who it flows through? You want to know who his power flows through? It flows through his people. And so evidently, you have something that I need. And I have a gift that you need. And we need each other because God's presence and power flow through his people. And, and his disciples, the difference of being in the room is trajectory. Thomas had more fear, more unbelief. He didn't have full joy. He didn't have full peace because he wasn't in the room. The disciples, they had belief. They saw. They had peace. They had joy. They had power. They had purpose moving forward with them in their life. So fight to get back in the room. Thomas 
got back in the room and Jesus showed up. And here's the guarantee. If you're in the room, I don't know if it's going to be eight minutes, eight hours. Jesus may not show up right away. It may be eight days later. It may be eight months later. It might even be eight years to later. But it doesn't change the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. That one, you will see God's power move in your life. But we got to be in the room. We got to, there is power being in the room and Jesus shows up. Can Jesus be in your home right now? That's where he showed up, in the people's homes, just boom, right there. Is he welcome in your home right now? Can he make room? Do you have room for him in your heart right now to say, come on, Jesus? And he may not show up right away, but I promise you, if you make room for Jesus and you get in the room with other people who are making room for Jesus, you're going to see him go. You're going to see him move in your life. That's, we've seen that from the very beginning at Freedom. We've just said, hey, we're moving forward in this thing. So you got to fight to get back in the room. Second thing, taking notes, we're going to throw a punch. All right, we're going to throw some punches. If we're going to be in a church fight, we're going to throw some punches, but we're going to punch the pain, not the people. All right, although that would be fun, okay? You haven't lived until you've been in a church business meeting and you straight up see two disciples, or two disciples, two deacons just cussing at one another, okay? Like, we're not going to punch the people. Okay, if there's one thing that I've learned in life, it is that Jesus never wastes a pain. I'm going to go back to another verse here where, where Jesus comes in and he, talk, he, he, he talks directly to, to Thomas. Thomas says, I'm not going to believe unless I see it. And then, and then Jesus comes right in. He says, he goes right to Thomas in this moment. He says, put your finger here. And look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound on my side. Now, this excites me. Okay, this is where you get victory. This is where you find purpose right here. The very wounds that were used to kill Jesus, the very scars that were on him, were used to reveal who God was. Get that. Don't miss that. The very wounds that were inflicted upon Jesus were the same wounds to show God's power. Those scars told a story. Your scars tell a story. And if you let it, if you throw a punch at that pain, you're going to see God's power. Come on, somebody better give me an amen in here and give me some fire emojis. There's power in revealing uh, the wounds that we have. He says, touch it. Touch here and you're going to find some purpose behind this, Thomas. We got to punch the pain. My wife one time, she got into a, a bike accident and she got this terrible road rash. And, and as she was trying to heal from that, one of the things that she had to do was take a shower and in the shower, she had to get a washcloth, a rough washcloth, and actually rub the scabs off so they could heal correctly. Day after day, it's a pain. This is painful experience to have to get those, those scabs off and peel them off but so that the body could heal. There, this is not a fun process to punch the pain, but you can flip it. I'm, I'm going to choose to speak positive about my past. Yeah, I've gone 
through a bunch as a pastor and as a as a, a church leader and, and as a person of church. Someone called me the Antichrist once. Maybe I, I don't think so. I've had I've had uh, just people get on me. They don't they don't like me and and um I I'm I, there's some probably some responsibility in that as as well. Okay, these are not fun scabs to take off. But at the same time, I'm going to speak positive of those experiences. I'm not going to speak pain. And a lot of us, when we talk about church hurt, we want to spew venom. We want to get back at them. But Jesus says, no, use these scars. They tell a story, and they tell a story of God's power and revealing who he is. Your scars tell a story. You've heard the phrase, hurt people hurt people, and that is certainly true. But that's not the whole story. If you want to punch the pain, here's what really happens. Hurt people help people. See, there's somebody, just like we saw those people who were struggling, um, saying, hey, I need this from God. One, one thing I found is everybody put in the, uh, the, co- the comments of that Jesus can that we saw earlier where they said, I, I need God to move in this life. There was almost nobody that had the, the uh, 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 this is me all by myself. You can almost match them up with other people who were in the room together struggling with the same issues. And you are not alone. And so somebody needs to be healed through you to see your scar and hear your story and how you're speaking positive, how you're punching the pain and giving it some purpose so they can find healing as well. And the third thing is you need to fight to trust again. You need to fight to trust again. Again, he saw the wounds. Jesus just directed it right to him. He can take your hurts. He can take your doubts. He can take your questions and say, here, here, come and see. Come and see. And he says, my Lord and my God. You need to fight to trust that again. Put that in the comments. Fight to trust again. And I get it. Everything in you is screaming, they're going to hurt you. It's uncertain. You have to be sure. Don't step back into a church. Don't go, don't dive into a church. They don't care about you. You can't trust people. They're going to hurt you. You're just going to get wounded. I get that. And if you were here when we talked about the belt of truth, it's true-ish. You will get hurt. I guarantee you, if you come to freedom long enough, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect there's going to be something that happens where we get triggered and we get wounded again. That, that scab kind of comes off again. We got to deal with it again. But here's the other thing. I've listened to the lie of loneliness for too long. And I will not listen to that lie any longer. This It screams and it taunts you in the face. No, you can't do that again. No, you can't. You can't do that, Thomas. They, they, you're just going to get hurt again. But here's what I know. If you stop now, with all the what, with all the where, with all the when, with all the how, with all the why, God, if you stop right there until you get all the evidence that you need to pile up to build your case, you will never see the power and purpose of God fully develop in your life. Thomas saw. And he said, my Lord and my God. At Freedom Church, we want to be a church where you can ask questions. It's a safe place to ask questions. It's a safe place to have doubts. 
Jesus can handle them. I may not be able to answer them all, but we'll ask. And here's what I know. Whatever your questions are, whatever your doubts are, lean into them. You've been to a lot of churches where it's like, no, you can't talk about that. Nope, you can't talk about that. Oh, yeah, maybe. Are you sure you're a Christian if you ask those questions? Lean in. Thomas asked the questions, and on the other side of his doubts was discovery. On the other side of his doubt was discovery. And this is what church tradition holds. Not necessarily church tradition, but history. Thomas, doubting Thomas, the one who had all the questions, the one who had some hurts, the one who had some skepticism in him, and then he got discovery. He went on to be one of the greatest evangelists of all the disciples. Did you know that? The re- history tells us, tradition tells us, that Thomas was the first missionary to Asia, that he went to India, and that he led one of the greatest missionary experiences. We don't really have much Bible record of it. It's not in the Bible, but, th- but there is plenty of record outside of the Bible that shows that Thomas went to India, and he went and changed the world. See, when Thomas, when Thomas fought to God get in the room, he punched the pain instead of punching the people. And and he fought to trust again. He found healing. He found mission. He found purpose. And he changed the world. Not because it was a feeling. No, because he saw the risen Savior. We serve a God who's alive. Jesus is with me. Jesus is for me. And Jesus always wins. He can take whatever pain you've been through and put it to purpose. But you got to be willing to give it over to him. So I started this by asking, what are you waiting on God for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting what what are you waiting for? I'm gonna flip that a little bit. What are you waiting for? What is it? What is it that you need? See, we all, this is your life. This is my life. And we're in quarantine here, but we're gonna get out of quarantine too. I don't get what, what we don't have any days to waste. What what are you waiting for? We have a risen Savior. He wants to use you in an amazing way, but more more than you can possibly imagine. And so, yes, some of you, you might need some healing for a season. And I would say get some healing. Get around some people. Get in a connect group. Find the healing. But we got to go. Get some healing and we got to go. Because this world, our friends, our neighbors, time is going by. Tick, 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 tick. And we don't have time to waste. Jesus, he, he, he left the disciples. <laughs> he said, but he said, I'm with you. I'm gonna, my spirit is gonna live in you. He's with you right now. So Thomas, he said, yes, I'm in. After all the hurt, after all the pain, after all the confusion, I'm in. And yes, and he went and he changed the world. And that same mission is for us today. So what are you waiting for? What are, what are we waiting for? We have the answer. We have the power living in us. And people are desperate for hope right now. And you have the hope. So even if it trusts, hurts again, my answer is yes. I'm going to set up some better boundaries this time. For myself and with others. I'm going to be a little bit smarter, but I'm going to fight to trust again, even though I'm going to have some better boundaries. Even though it's going to be uncertain at times, even though I'm going to be hurt again at times, I'm going to be quicker 
to bring it back to Jesus. I, I, I got broken to pieces again. But every time I get broken into pieces, all I know to do is just give it back to you, Jesus. I'm going to give it, and I'm going to give it back to you quicker. I got hurt. I'm going to give it back to you quicker. Because you can make me whole. Where else am I going to go? You're the Messiah. You're the one. My Lord and my God. And I'm not going to look back either. And this is for some of you. And I, this has been so helpful for me. I'm not going to look back. I love, even though the people who have wounded me, they've helped me grow. Some of my biggest haters, I love them. And I've grown from them. We're not going to be best friends, but I'm not going to look back either. I, there's too great of a purpose and a mission moving forward at Freedom Church for me to look back at my past. And there's too great of a mission and a purpose for you in your life to get stuck looking in the rearview mirror. I'm, I'm going to check it every now and then to make sure I'm on the right path. But we're moving forward. And God has something for you. If you're new to freedom, he has something big for you. And that's what we always say. The best is yet to come. So if you want that experience for yourself, then you got to make some decisions. you got to make some decisions. All I need is Jesus. That's a lie. I'm going to fight to get back in the room. I'm going to punch the pain, not the people, and I'm going to fight to trust again. And Jesus said when he walked into that room, he said, peace be with you. Peace be with you. You take your next step with Jesus. It may be chaos all around, but you're going to find peace. Peace in Jesus. In this world, you're going to have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That's Jesus' message to us. And so right now in this moment, I'm just going to pray with you. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask that you right now in your heart, just settle it in your mind. I've got some hurts, Jesus. I'm broken. I'm in pieces, but I'm going to bring it back to you. I'm in pieces, but I know you have peace. And I'm going to bring it back to you. So if you need healing today, I might have some unbelief in my heart, but God help me with my unbelief. Your grace is greater. And I'm going to take my next step of faith with you. I can't do a thing about what has happened to you. And I want to help you make a choice. And I, I don't want that bitterness and anger to fester. It, it gets us nowhere. I don't want that to dominate my thinking. I want to choose to love. I'm going to choose to trust. And I'm going to see God do immeasurably more than I could think of or imagine. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you for today. God, it's a tough subject. It's a lot of hurt. There's no way to cover it all. But I, I, pre, I, lo I love how you just you, you speak right to our hearts. You have home in my heart, Jesus, to speak to me, to call me out, but also to point me in the direction that I need to go. Give my scar a story, one with purpose, one with that points people to you. Take my wounds, take my worries, and turn it into worship of you, Jesus. Right now, some of you right now, in this moment you don't have that peace you've wanted it but you've been you know you've been searching in other places for it and it's never fully you're always grasping and reaching because you've never really put your trust in Jesus like Tom my Lord my God my Savior I want to give you a moment we, we we started Freedom Church we said we never want you to leave freedom wondering am I okay with God if I didn't make it past tonight, would I be okay with God? Would Jesus? Would I? Would I make it into heaven? Would I spend eternity with Him? You can know that, and you can know that for sure. You give your life to Him. 
You say, I'm going to, I'm going to turn from my ways and I'm going to live for Jesus. You are the, you are the God, big G of this world. You died on the cross for my sins. You rose from the dead and I want you to be my savior. I'm going to live for you. So if that's you today, I'm going to ask that you would pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. But in today, I ask you to forgive me for all my sin. Jesus, come into my life to be my Lord and my Savior and my Forgiver. In the best way I know how, I receive you and I receive salvation. Thank you for saving me. And if you prayed that prayer from your heart, in your heart, your soul, crying out to God. That prayer didn't save you, but you know you're crying out to him. That's awesome. I want to celebrate with you. If that's you today, in a little bit, we're going to have a countdown where you can text into that phone number and just say Jesus and let us know and we'll celebrate. You can actually put it into the comments right now. You can say Jesus, just one comment, Jesus, and we'll celebrate with you that, that you said, I'm going to give my life to Jesus for the very first time. It is so amazing what he can do in your life. Chaos can abound, but peace can be right there with you. So today, as we close out this morning, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be a little bit different. I want to invite you, if you're new, drop the word connect in the comments, and we would, uh, uh, co we'll, we'll connect with you later. Uh, we just put in the link for the welcome party on Tuesday. Jump on that, click the link, and we'll have a Zoom party where you can learn more about the church, and we will get you connected. If you need to jump in a connect group, we got groups meeting tonight. Um, you can put in, I want to be in a connect group in the comments and we'll get you hooked up. I'd say that's probably the best and fastest way. But there, right now, community is what we need and relationship building is what we, we need to focus, help us focus and fight these battles. But also we're going to do a countdown. So if you want to log off, you can, but I'm going to, it's going to be two minutes. And then after the countdown, I'm going to hang on. Okay, so the broadcast is not going to end, and I will do a live Q&A for whoever wants to hang out, and I'll check your comments, and we'll just go through. If I didn't address a question or you have more questions based on the sermon, let's hang out a little bit more, and uh, I'll answer those. So you can drop your comments during the countdown. Um, you can say bye to people during the countdown as well, and then as soon as it's done, you're going to see me pop back on, and then, and then we'll have a, a little bit of back and forth on the Q&A. I want to thank you guys for coming today. I want to thank you for joining us, and um, um, I'll see you on the other side. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster. As well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.